You're listening to the Morning Buzz. To the Morning Buzz. To the Morning Buzz. The Morning Buzz on 90.3. 90.3. 90.3. 90.3 WMSC. WMSC. WMSC Upper Montclair. Upper Montclair, New Jersey. Good morning. You're listening to the Morning Buzz. 90.3 WMSC Upper Montclair. And you may notice your host of the Morning Buzz's voice is a little different today. And that's because, unfortunately, I am not Lewis. I'm Leslie Gallagher, and I'm covering for him today. And in our virtual studio, we have... Kyle Pepitone. And our newscaster. Katrina Geiger. And later, we'll see our sportscaster, Matt. Say hi, Matt. Hello, hello, hello. Yes, we're here early in the morning, despite daylight savings, messing up our sleep. We're still here, and we're ready to give you the news. So let's start out with Petrina's newscast. Take it away, Petrina. Thank you, Leslie. So today in national news, last night was the 63rd annual Grammys Award show. The show was live in Los Angeles, California, with a total of 83 category winners. Lots of different artists went home last night being winners of some big-time categories. Uh, for example, Megan Thee Stallion winning uh, Best News Artist, Best New Artist. Harry Styles winning Best Pop Solo Performance for Watermelon Sugar. Uh, Brittany Howard winning Best Rock Song for Stay High, and the list just goes on. Some popular performances were Harry Styles performing Watermelon Sugar, Taylor Swift performing August, Willow, and Cardigan, Billie Eilish performing uh, Everything I Ever Wanted, and many more performances throughout the show. Uh, in local news, according to News 12, there was a large bushfire in Lakewood, New Jersey yesterday, causing an inconvenience to Garden State Parkway drivers. This bushfire caused the Garden State Parkway to shut down near exit 89 for hours. Exit 89 seemed to be shut down in the middle of late last night um, on Sunday. Homes were damaged and residents of Lakewood had to evacuate their homes. And one firefighter was injured, but right now he's in stable condition. In Montclair News, according to MontclairLocal.News, Montclair Public Schools plan on resuming some in-person learning and parents and residents of Montclair want more. Uh, parents and residents protested in Montclair's Rand Park on Saturday about how, quote, hybrid learning doesn't cut it. Parents are tired of their children trying to learn through a computer screen for hours and want their children back in school full time but Montclair Public Schools have not planned out when middle schoolers and high schoolers can resume in-person learning. As of right now, Montclair Public Schools have planned hybrid scheduling for elementary school students starting April 12th. Montclair parents want their children back at school following the COVID social distance guidelines. Parents are anticipating a change and hoping for some normalcy for their children. And onto the weather today. Uh, today in Montclair, there will be a high of 43 degrees and a low of 23 degrees with mostly clouds. So this concludes your news update for March 15th. Thank you, Petrina. That was, a, that was very good. And I just wanna say, I will be right back. I'm going to Montclair to protest with these parents because I'm sick of online learning as well. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you there. I, I can definitely see where they're coming from, especially if you're a parent of a younger child. Yeah. And you're seeing your kid like struggle. You know, I mean, we're adults, so it's a little bit easier to like focus, I guess. Wait, we are? Um, I mean, last time I heard, I mean, I don't know how old you are, Kyle, but we, you know, we are like, you know. In the technical sense, I am an adult, but it doesn't feel like that. We're not in the fifth grade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
you know yeah. and i can't imagine what the kids must have to go through right now like yeah. and the parents as well it must be a struggle for them for real i mean i wouldn't want to watch you know my kid like you know sitting in front of a computer all day i'd want them doing like little arts and crafts in school like i did <laughs> you know it's sad i mean i guess i still do arts and crafts now as an adult so i guess much hasn't changed except you know the world around me <laughs> i mean i'm going to school to study arts and crafts essentially so <laughs> I guess that that was it. The you're you're an animation major, aren't you? Right. Yeah. Yeah. See, so that makes sense. Even common media arts majors like me, I think, you know, we do get that artistic sense, you know. Yeah. And uh, that's true. That is, you know, not not necessarily arts and crafts for life, but I mean, yeah, you know, we are in the arts, so that is true. And without further ado, the opposite of arts might just be sports. So here's our two minute warning with Matt Bruchet. Good morning, good morning. Over the weekend in Montclair University Sports, we saw several different sports plays, including women's soccer, who won 2-1 to one over NJCU, men's soccer, who won 5-0 over NJCU, the football team, who won 41-12 to 12 over Kane University. We saw men's baseball win over Gwynedd Mercy, 5-2 to two and 15-2 to two in a doubleheader, as well as men's lacrosse, who lost 14-6 against Cabrini University. Tomorrow, the women's softball team has a doubleheader against NJCU, and the women's volleyball team will play William Patterson University. Yesterday was Selection Sunday, which means the entire bracket for the NCAA tournament was chosen and all the seeds were given. Rutgers is a 10 seed, and they will play Clemson in the first round. In professional sports, New Orleans quarterback for 15 years, Drew Brees, officially retired from the NFL. One of the most accurate passers in the NFL history will now be spending more time with his family as it was announced over the weekend, a video of his kids. And in the NBA on Saturday, both the Knicks and the Nets won. The Knicks beat the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Nets beat the Detroit Pistons. We will see them both in action tonight against each other. We will see them play against each other, which is sure to be a good game. Yesterday, the Devils lost to the Islanders 3-2, while today the Rangers would look to beat the Philadelphia Flyers. And today, in sports history, in 1869, throwing it all the way back to the beginning when Cincinnati Red Stockings became the first professional baseball team ever made. Send it back to you guys now. Thank you, Matt. And oh, it's always it always breaks my heart to hear when the, the Devils lose. Not that I'm a huge hockey fan, but, you know, that's, that's our team, you know? Especially the <laughs> Rangers. Oh, gets my blood boiling. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, let's move on to our first story. And speaking of New Jersey, you know, you know, take it away, Kyle. Well, we got some pretty good news this morning from our general manager, Annabella Poland, who uh, posted an article about how the eligibility for the COVID vaccine has uh, become more expansive. Uh, now, a big group of people eligible for the vaccine now are transportation workers. And NJ.com gave us an entire list of people who are now eligible for this vaccine currently, uh, including motor vehicle commission workers, NJ transit workers and other transportation workers, public and local transportation workers, including bus, taxi, rideshare, and airport employees, um, other public safety people, such as probation officers, child protective service workers, and pro uh, members of tribal communities, migrants, farm workers, and people who have been living in homeless shelters or domestic violence shelters. This is a pretty good step forward into uh, what Joe Biden has said this Thursday in his national address that he hopes that all adults can be eligible for the vaccine by May 1st, 
getting this country back to some semblance of normal, hopefully by the 4th of July. And also later in the month, starting around later in the month, starting around March 29th, frontline essential workers in the following categories are also available. Food production, elder care worker and sport, warehousing and logistics, uh, elections personnel, hospitality, medical supply chain, postal and shipping services, clergy, and the judicial system, as well as some other ones. So this is some pretty good news when, yes. you know, we don't get much of that anymore today. For real. It's definitely a step up. And unfortunately, I don't belong to any of these categories, but right. I'm very happy for the people who do. Yes. You know, they definitely like deserve it, you know? Yeah. yeah I think to. definitely this is a good step forward. Like these are, I think these are the right groups to make eligible next. Yeah, especially like people in homeless shelters and dis- domestic violence shelters. Right. Like, I'm very happy that that's on the list because yeah. it. I feel like um, typically people in shelters are often uh, more of an afterthought in some situations like these. Like, they're not always like, you know, because it, it's, you know, it's not our daily lives for most of us to, I guess, think of different situations. So, right. If, yeah. And in situations like these where the government's involved, it's it's sometimes pushed to the side but i'm glad that they're on this list were you gonna say something patrina oh yeah i was just gonna add on um i think by may for uh may 1st i think it was yeah uh, they wanted all adults to be eligible yeah and i think that's i think that's wonderful you know yeah that's that's something we talked about on the friday buzz a little bit too and we were all like happy to hear that date but we were also like how realistic is that I'm hoping I'm hoping it works out like trust me I really wanted to um but it's it is also something in the back of my head where it's I don't know how realistic that goal is I guess I don't know enough to even know that yeah right because I know Biden planned he wanted to try to like ship out the like all the vaccines sooner than expected instead of June 2021 he wanted all of them to like be shipped out by May 2021 yeah so I mean there could be a possibility but it like you said it's it's kind of unrealistic a little bit because think about it where are it's it's march 15th right now that's mid-march and that means may 1st is a month and a half away imagine a month and a half away from today all of us are just eligible to have it just like that it would be chaotic there are you know a, a, a like a lot of us you know especially like i mean i guess not everybody wants it but i i think a, a a good amount of people want it where that would honestly cause a little bit of chaos right or or at least people be like they said i could get it on march 1st and i can't get it because all the appointments are up and i have to wait until x date anyways like july or even later so i don't know well i think that's a big important thing to distinguish it's not you can get it on may 1st right you are now eligible to sign Sign up up. yes Yes, exactly. You're, it's I no think, guarantee that every single American, or sorry, adult American can get But it. I can guarantee you there's going to be a lot of people reading this as, it said I can get it on May 1st. <laughs> like all the Karens. Like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have to take my son to soccer practice. I need this vaccine. Come on. I'm important. And yeah. I'm just making fun of people. But obviously, <laughs> everybody is important. We can't deny. Of course, this. no, no, everyone is important. But you know, the wording of this has to be distinguished because right. you know, 
in this situation though i'm not gonna say one person or one person's life is more valuable than another but we are prioritizing certain people in certain categories because it just makes the most logical sense for like you know how hospital workers got the vaccine first like that logically makes sense not that their lives are worth more but they're doing very important work so it makes sense you know and now we're all grouped together as you know adults and that that's going to be an interesting day may 1st (laughs) If, if if it actually becomes eligible i feel like it might be a little chaotic to actually get a vaccination once everyone is eligible that should be that should be fun a fun news day that's gonna be a that's gonna be a rough one (laughs) especially if you look back to the start of this whole thing during the toilet paper pandemic oh people don't handle you know like stressful situations very well yeah it's true it's because especially like when all this stuff is going on you kind of go into like panic mode i remember last march of 2020 i went into the supermarket like the aisles were like well the toilet paper aisle was completely empty and other ones were like getting close to that and i was just like whoa it felt like really weird and everyone in the store had this like crazed scared look in their eyes and they were like you know trying to get in and out as fast as possible and they had their kids like really close to them like it was it was panic people people got scared i think we're a little i won't say we're more relaxed now but we're 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 more used to it we're uh, yeah we've adapted at this point yeah and um according to our producer behind the scenes um we're at about 100 million vaccines on friday meaning about 13 percent of the u.s has been fully vaccinated so have gotten both shots ah yes or if they got the johnson and johnson then they've just got the one shot right either way 13 percent. that's really awesome that's very good and and we're what to what did you say a month and a half away from everybody being eligible yeah yeah just about yeah and what i read it's a rate at like what was it like 2.3 million vaccines a day yeah they're vaccinating 2.3 million people a day so like all over the world or in the u.s uh u.s i believe really whoa it's hard for me to conceptualize that number like it sounds really big big country (laughs) yeah there's a lot of people here like i guess Two million a day sounds like a lot, but I, I guess it's not. I don't know. I mean, if you put it in certain perspectives, yeah, right. it's a lot. But I guess in relation to the population of America, right. um, probably not. Because the current population of America is about 331 million. Whoa. Somewhere around that number. Okay. As of 2019, it looks like. And that that's just a rough estimate. But right yeah and that's and that's the whole population that's not adults they're saying 13 percent of adults right yeah is it are they even okay it's gonna be a weird question i don't even know if you guys have an answer for this but are they vaccinating children i don't think Um, yet i don't think they're eligible yet no oh okay see it was something i hadn't looked into and I, i was just curious just now they're testing children according to our producer amanda marino and the youngest the youngest to get tested is 16 i believe is what she's saying there amanda i need more details oh the youngest (laughs) to get the vaccine is 16 there we go thank you amanda shout out to amanda marino our producer (laughs) being an eye on us and making sure we don't screw up and based on some quick math uh if they are vaccinating 2.3 million people per day um at least for 30 days 
they would vaccinate 69 million people in about a month, according to my math. Math. This is this is a radio show, Kyle. We <laughs> don't do math here. We're communication students. We just talk, <laughs> you know, without, you know, math. Yeah, I, I just wanted to get an idea of how many people we would have. <laughs> no, it's good. I'm just in the next yeah. month, like how many people would still be left by that May 1st eligibility. So right. if it's about 100 million now plus 169 million by say mid-April, I'd say, and this is very rough estimates, but that's about half. Yeah. A little less. Hmm. But yeah. I mean, that's it's better to vaccinate only half the population on May 1st than everybody. So I think we're making... We're, these yeah. are some pretty good numbers we're looking at. True. Yeah. I've heard that there's more people that have gotten vaccinated than that had the virus, like in general, which is good. That's, that's yeah, pretty, that's that was pretty true. quick. Yeah. I only know a handful of people, uh, like one of my best friends and her family got the virus, and then maybe another person, but I've known way more people to actually get the vaccine than the virus, right. which now that you bring it up, that's actually quite comforting. Yeah. yeah exactly right. <laughs> it's definitely like a like a little blanket of protection that's how i think of it <laughs> yeah that's yeah. some good news to throw in there true well anyways we shall i suppose move on to some new jersey news and unfortunately this is uh quite a serious story we've got that's still ongoing so i guess maybe tomorrow tuesday buzz can cover maybe an update on this um now i've put them on the spot but (laughs) anyways um hundreds of people had to evacuate their homes and buildings yesterday due to a fire that started in lakewood new jersey it started out as a brush fire in the afternoon and a turned into a major forest fire by the evening and it is it's still going on they're still trying to put it out it's it's become massive very hard to control Um, And there's many damaged commercial buildings and the Garden State Parkway had to close because of it. And uh, in all this, one office building was, quote, completely damaged, unquote. And there were 29 homes that were damaged in in Brick Lake Park and three uninhabitable. Um, And this uh, fire is also spread by high winds, low humidity, and it spread to 162 acres by 6.30 p.m. last night. It's a lot of acres. Um, and according to the New Jersey Forest Fire Service, one firefighter has been injured. And we did get an update on that this morning. And that's, that's so far the only injury we know of. And the fire uh, will affect the morning commute today. So if you're in your car listening to this right now, um, it'll affect um, the ramp from eastbound Route 70 to the Garden State Parkway, which is still closed, uh, according to the State Department of Transportation, and the two right lanes of Route 70 West at Chirac Street in Lakewood are also closed and detours remain in place. So if you're on your morning commute and you're in that area, keep that in mind and stay safe. And honestly, heart goes out to anyone whose homes have been damaged so sorry and um the good news is that um no one has passed and only one person had been injured so there is some good news i guess in all of that i mean this was horrible i saw uh like the videos of it on sunday afternoon Mm -hmm. so like 
before the six before it spread at by like 6 30 yeah and it was the smoke clouds were massive it was horrible to look at yeah the pictures were crazy like the the sky was like black yeah and it was like afternoon it was oh it was crazy and i, I think oh sorry go ahead you first Sorry, Kyle. Um, I was going to say, I didn't even realize that this was going on till last night and researching it. Because yesterday right. I was on the Garden State Parkway, but I wasn't near Lakewood. I was like driving, you know, minding my own business, not realizing yeah. this is going on. I think I was too. Uh, for a brief moment, I was on the Garden State Parkway yesterday, but it was like, I want to say 1 p.m. So I, I don't know the exact time that it started, but I was right. definitely there for like very briefly while I was driving yeah before it had closed and i thought about that later when i'd seen this story pop up on nj.com and i was like whoa i was like literally there today like briefly but like it's so scary right yeah i mean the it's the the winds the winds is probably yeah it's spread because of the winds and the winds these past few weeks have just been horrid crazy just to begin with like it like this isn't this is slightly off topic but okay. the weather here would not be as bad if it was not for these winds the I 10 winds, out of 10 agree with you there <laughs> the winds are the killer and this is just even like i'm complaining about weather but this is way worse and yeah we got to do something about these winds yesterday True. i'm sure yesterday would have been like great weather if it wasn't so windy like i stepped yeah. outside like, whoa yeah. yeah, yesterday was actually like the windiest day that I felt in a long time in Montclair. Like it almost knocked me on my feet. I was getting out of my car and it it almost like knocked my door shut. Like it was so powerful and loud and I was just like, "Whoa, it's never been like this bad before." So I think yesterday it was it, it's like normally like pretty windy, yeah. you know, here, but I think especially yesterday it was really bad and that's probably how it spread so quickly. Yeah. They even they even had like helicopters like spilling water onto the fire from above to try and control it. Um and that's something I've I've never seen before. <laughs> but you know, you got to do what you can, right? You got to do everything you can. Yeah. Well, hopefully they can get this um under control very soon cuz they've been fighting it for at least 12 hours at this point. Way more than that. <sighs> Yeah, a bunch of firefighters had to stay up like all night. Like just, you know, because this is what they gotta do, I guess. But that's just that's just so scary. I mean, I'm I'm terrified of fire, so it just seems like my oh, worst yeah. nightmare. Like I think that's actually like my biggest fear. You know? <laughs> so yeah. I mean, at the at the very least, only one person had been injured. Right. Yeah. We don't have a more thorough update on that. I wish we did. But we hope that they're okay. <laughs> right. And that the firefighters keep being strong. They're doing a great job. Yeah. It's good that they were get they were able to get people to evacuate uh, when yeah. they did, or else this could have turned out a lot worse. That's also what's pretty amazing too. Is like, I guess they had known about the fire's whereabouts and how it started because right. it seems like no one except that one firefighter, no one got injured and no one passed. So it seems like they were able to really alert people quickly and get them out of their houses and get them out of right. whatever buildings they may have been in it seems like they're really on their game with that and that's just some awesome preventative measures you know right when you know about it just having people evacuate as soon as possible that worked yeah. out 
that worked out really well. Definitely. So kudos to whoever was on their game yesterday there. Probably saved a lot of lives there. <laughs> but anyways, let's uh, move on to some more uh, national news on a on a larger scale. Kyle, take it away. So if I'm correct, I believe you are referring to that more U.S. travelers are flying again despite the risk of COVID-19. And while we did just talk about the um, America's kind of process with the vaccine, vaccinating around 2.3 million people a day, um, the CDC is still cautioning people when it comes to travel. They're saying um, don't travel if you can, if you can, if you must travel, then they uh, offer some guidelines um, to get a vac- get a negative test at least uh, at most three days before the trip. Uh, continue wearing masks and social distancing, obviously, but also uh, to quote, delay travel and stay home to protect yourself and others from COVID-19, uh, end quote. So really nothing new, like same guidelines we've been following for a year, but they are saying, even though the vaccine is coming out, even though vaccinated people will soon be able to gather, um, still be cautious, this is still a thing going on, so just keep that in mind. And um, just for numbers' sake, uh, this Friday, over 1.2 million Americans passed through airport security, marking it the busiest the airports have ever been since this was all shut down last March. Oh, my God. I know we said 2 million isn't a big number before, and it, and I guess 1 million isn't either, but like... What I, I don't understand what's going through people's heads right now. I mean, I, I guess I, I'm being a little judgmental here, but at the well, same time, we're in a that's pandemic. That's another thing. Like, that's another first, thing. My first thought is not to vacation somewhere right now. I'm in one money, you know. Very true. In this, in this circumstance, honestly, one million is a big number for people to be traveling during a global pandemic. Global. <laughs> and it's like, honestly, like, uh, you know, in the US, it's like, other countries have like other I think smaller countries have definitely been able to control the virus more like just for example like New Zealand like I don't think they're wearing masks anymore they've got a handle on it because they're they're a smaller country you know and that's just one example of other countries are I guess more ahead of the U.S. in terms of like handling and controlling this virus for whatever reasons um a lot of factors at play there but if I was in another country I definitely wouldn't want Americans coming to my country and like for lack of a better word, screwing it up and bringing the vex or bringing the uh, virus and yeah. vaccine. <laughs> but the thing is, you have to remember, and this is easy for us to forget because this doesn't apply to Montclair students this year. But we're reaching around the time where spring break is for a lot of students, and yeah. being stuck inside for a year, finally getting a break. Uh, I don't think people are thinking about the safety of it anymore they're probably going along the oh i need this for my mental health route and i can definitely understand that from a mental health perspective but at the same time it's a little selfish okay i don't even know why i'm being nice it's straight up selfish (laughs) to be traveling right now there's a lot of things you can do for your mental health that is not you know going to florida or wherever it is you vacation to mexico you know um there are other ways you know and it's and it's spring break i'm actually quite glad about that i mean you guys share your opinions after this but 
I'm quite glad that our school put that in that preventative measure of canceling our spring break as annoying as it is to not have that mental health break and not be off school for a week I'm still pretty pleased with the situation because it it's going to prevent all of us from traveling people might still try and travel and get away for a weekend but how how far can you really go in a weekend if you're really that you know desperate for a spring break what do you guys think about that for what Montclair did I I agree with you Leslie like as much as we would want a spring break um, I feel like it's good uh, COVID-wise preventing people from traveling, especially I've noticed a lot of people going to Florida, um, which is like COVID city. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. literally Florida is like the biggest place where college students go to vacation for yeah. spring break. And I'm just like, I there's no place I'd rather not be. Which is another reason uh, why college students are also going to Florida. Tickets, I've, I was looking the other day, tickets oh, are so cheap. $40 for a flight like there and back like it's just insane that's insane like as of right now if we were all like oh let's go to Florida tonight that's like maybe 40 50 bucks like that's a that's a that's a steal that is absolutely insane I can see why people are tempted but like still don't do it yeah <laughs> what'd you think Kyle I can understand why they did this but the way they did it well number one I we're five weeks into the semester and I feel like I need this. I needed this spring break more than any other one. Mm-hmm. Um, that, but that's just me. Cause I'm an animation student. I should have expected this, but um, I don't, I, I get why. And technically this works out because we did start the semester later than usual. True. So taking out the spring break technically pushes us up a week, but I stick, correct me if I'm wrong, but we're still, ending the semester later than usual correct yeah we are we're ending in like late may yeah so that's my whole thing about this i don't mind the no spring break would have been nice but it's fine Mm -hmm. but i don't like the fact that we started late i don't want to end the semester later than we have to i know that part i wasn't a huge fan of either it's just weird to start like in february like we started on february 8th for for those of you who don't know and it was just weird right. like i don't know i think it was good for preventative measures but it's it's weird to be ending in late may too because normally that's you know when graduations are happening and stuff and i think those things had to be pushed back by a few days as well i guess it just messes up a little bit of our rhythm right. and normally you go back in what late january instead uh, of january? like the week like the last full week of January, I want to say yeah. would be. So we would be two weeks ahead of schedule ish. Right. Two to three weeks actually, because we started like a full week into February. Yeah. So like it's... two, three weeks later than we are right now. Yeah. And it's also weird because like right around now, or at least like this upcoming weekend, I think is like what day our normal spring break would have been, would right. be like next week, I believe. But we're only like, at that point, we were only in like six or seven weeks into the semester, which isn't even like um, half the semester. I mean, about, like, yeah, because the semester yeah. is about 15 weeks. So it would be like weird timing if we did have a spring break. Yeah. Too. And then we'd be off schedule from like everyone else too. Yeah. I guess that doesn't matter though. <laughs> well, I, I still go back to this. We technically, since we haven't gone back yet, or at least I haven't, I'm still on spring break from March 2020. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that two week long break when I thought life was so good. I was so oh. happy. And then it was like, oh, you guys are already home. 
stay there that threw me through a loop yeah a little bit (laughs) well anyways we're gonna take a little bit of a break on the buzz you're listening to 90.3 wmsc upper montclair and when we come back we'll be talking about the grammys mom are you eating a yogurt while you're driving you need both hands on the wheel I need to get the most important meal of the day. Mom, since when do you have a TikTok? How are you making a TikTok while you're driving? You're driving with your knees. Renegade, renegade, we going viral. Wait, are you getting a tattoo? What did he get in the car? Hey. What did he get in here? This is There's Doug. No outlet. He's a professional, so it's okay. Doug, we should go out. Are you on a date? In the car? Went to the table! Get in the back seat! We've always had this! We're on the road! So, uh, you got any kids? I'm right here. No. I can't believe this. It's not just your life on the line when you're driving with your kids. It's theirs. And Doug's. Put the distractions away. And keep both eyes on the road. Every day, across this country, hundreds of college radio stations take to the air, broadcasting music and programming that you won't hear anywhere else. It's one of the last places where people can really be able to actually say what they want to say. Without it, you wouldn't have a place for local artists to perform. Certain people need to have a chance, a fighting chance, and College Radio is that place for it. College Radio changes the lives of those who are involved with it and can change those who listen to it too. This is where we start out, you know? From getting all this great experience working in college radio, it makes you want to work in real radio. College radio means finding yourself. It helped me find what I wanted to do in not only school, but in life. So support college radio by continuing to listen to this station and supporting the students who make it happen. College radio, now, more than ever. A message brought to you by this station and the College Radio Foundation. For more information, please visit collegeradio.org. Welcome back to the Morning Buzz. You're listening to 90.3 WMSC Upper Montclair. And I'm Leslie Gallagher in my virtual studio. I am joined by Kyle Pepitone. And and one more. Emma Coughlin. Yes, Emma Coughlin is here on our second half of the Morning Buzz. Because we are going to talk about last night's Grammys. And I don't know, it was a pretty, I mean, I didn't watch the whole thing being fully transparent but i did watch many clips especially from artists that i've you know been following um and and i don't know maybe it's just me but i kind of start to tear up but like the little award speeches i just think they're so cute <laughs> maybe that no nah, just me just me <laughs> yeah just can't me. say i did that but there were some good speeches last night i will agree with you on that one yeah there were and i mean i have my own personal favorite because i'm biased um, if we want to pull up that clip and play um, Taylor Swift, she won album of the year um, for her album Folklore. Again, big fan. And yeah, we have a clip right here of her speech. Oh, oh God. I want to thank, I wanna thank uh, all, of my collaborator, all of my collaborators who are on the stage. I want to thank um, Serban Genia. I want to thank um, Justin Vernon. I'm so excited to meet you someday. Um, Joe, who is the first person that I play every single song that I write, and and um, I had the best time writing songs with you in quarantine. I want to thank um, 
I want to thank James, Inez, and Betty, and their parents, who are the second and third people that I play every new song that I write. Um, but mostly, we just want to thank the fans. You guys met us in this imaginary world that we created, and we can't tell you how honored we are forever by this. Thank you so much, and thank you to the Recording Academy. We'll never forget that you did this for us. Thank you so much. Literally beautiful. And just in case anyone doesn't know, and maybe it's because I'm a big Taylor Swift fan, but Joe uh, Alwyn is her boyfriend of the last four couple years, of years. I think. Yeah. Four years? I wasn't sure if it was three or four. And it's it in her little documentary that came out last year. It's she shows him playing her songs to him for like she he's the first person who listens to them. I just thought that was so sweet. She gets so much backlash about being like the singer with so many boyfriends. So it's I don't know. It's just sweet to see. And also, fun fact about uh, Taylor is that she hasn't performed at the Grammys in five years, so she's made a little bit of a comeback. And she's also the first woman to win uh, album of the year three times. She won it for Fearless, 1989, and now Folklore. So that's me fangirling. <laughs> yeah, she did get this year, though. She, she, she seemed to work very hard. She yeah. She did. Yeah. I actually, I was a huge Taylor Swift fan, I guess, 1989 phase, I suppose. That's yeah. when I got into T-Swift. Um, and then Reputation, kind of, um, I don't know. I didn't love it. And then I kind of backed away, but like lover, I was like, okay, this is good. But now yeah. I'm fully into it again. So she, she's tried so many genres that I feel like, <laughs> and not like, I don't think every uh, Taylor Swift fan like loves everything. She, I mean, I do, but yeah, there's, there's maybe, there's like maybe something for everyone, I guess, if you like popish music, but she's definitely like innovated that style a bit. Like even folklore, like, it was uh, nominated for uh, best pop vocal album, but it's like, it, it's not fully pop, you know, like there are parts yeah. where it's, it's, I don't even know what genre that is. Cause it's very, it's not like 100% pop for sure. Yeah. It's a bit soft rock folksy, depending on the song. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it depends on the song. It's all over the place. Yeah. Well, when I was reading about like the nominations before the show started, it was weird because like they had little excerpts about what each award meant. So like, yeah. uh, for example, the rock one I was reading, it's like based on albums that were 51% playtime rock. So what? I assume that applies to the pop album. It's just- More math, Kyle, really? Sorry, just throwing <laughs> it out there. But it was, I just found it so weird. Like, yeah, we really, it, to me, it felt like, yeah, we couldn't find a full rock album. So it just has to be- half and you're good to go yeah it's definitely music is uh not as cut and dry as it used to be i guess like there's a lot more wiggle room in terms of genre which i like I yeah think that's it not a bad thing at all interesting albums um folklore is definitely an example of that same with evermore which is folklore's oh, yeah. sister album which i'm very curious to see what's going to happen with evermore for next year's grammys true like, is that going to be nominated or i sure not? hope so i, I love evermore better than folklore so i, would I mean i don't want to say what's better than the other but i <laughs> i do kind of agree with you there evermore definitely i mean they both hit me in the feels right they're both yeah, artistic they're both beautiful, and poetic but i i think i like evermore just like a a little bit more just a little bit yeah 
but you know um, they're sisters can't pick a favorite it's <laughs> but anyways I guess we should go through the list of all the people who won and let's start with record of the year and that went to Billie Eilish for the song everything I wanted album of the year like we were saying before folklore by Taylor Swift song of the year I can't breathe by her also a beautiful speech there oh my god okay anyways <laughs> best new artist Megan Thee Stallion uh, best pop solo performance, of course, Harry Styles, Watermelon Sugar. You know, I don't think anyone thought that was a surprise. I mean, of course, I wanted Taylor Swift to win, but like, I'm biased, right? I love her too much. <laughs> best pop duo or group performance went to Rain On Me for uh, for Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande. Best traditional pop vocal album, Amanda American Standard, James Taylor. Best pop vocal album, album. What's wrong with my voice today? Okay. Future Nostalgia by Dua Lipa. Uh, Best Dance Recording, uh, 10% by Katronida, featuring Kali Uchis. Uh, Best Trance uh, Dance Electronic Album, Bubba by Katronda. Hope I'm saying that right. Too late now. Okay. Best Contemporary Instrumental Album, Live at the Royal Albert Hall, Snarky Puppy. Best Rock Performance, Shimika, Fiona Apple. (laughs) Uh, Best Metal Performance, Bum Rush by Body Count. Uh, best rock song, uh, "Stay High," Britney Howard. Uh, best rock album, "New Abnormal," The Strokes. Best alternative music album, "Fetch the Bolt Cutters," by Fiona Apple. Uh, best R and B performance, "Black Parade" by Beyonce. Um, best traditional R and B performance, "Anything for You" by Lidacy. Best R and B song, "Better Than I Imagined," Robert Glasper featuring her and Michelle DiGocello. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> We're moving on. Best progressive R&B album. It is what it is. Thundercat. Best R&B album. Bigger Love. John Legend. Best rap performance. Um, Savage by Megan Thee Stallion featuring Beyonce. Best melodic. 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 Oh, melodic. melodic. Well, what is wrong with me today? <laughs> best melodic rap performance. Lockdown by Anderson Pack. And best rap song. Savage Megan Thee Stallion featuring Beyonce. Best rap album. King's Disease by Nas. Um, best at country solo performance, When My Amy Praise, Vince Gill. Best country duo group performance, 10,000 Hours, Dan and Shay and Justin Bieber. Best country song, Crowded Table by The High Women. Best country album, Wildcard by Miranda Lambert. Best new age album, More Guitar Stories, Jim Kimo West. Okay, wait, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut you off real quick because we just went through a lot of them. And believe me, there are a lot more to go through. So why don't... <laughs> I mean, we ran through the biggest ones. Like we've read off the biggest ones. So, what are we? Why don't we discuss those ones? Well, it we'll, was a big night for women. There was a lot yeah. of women in that list, so that's really great. That was a huge thing. A lot of people are talking about that, um, especially because it's Women's History Month. So that's Woo. a big deal as well. Another two of the other big winners besides Taylor Swift, like Eilish, were Beyonce and Megan Thee Stallion. Um, which was awesome. I've been waiting for Beyonce to get the recognition she deserves since, um, what year was that? I think it was 2017 when Lemonade lost. Mm. That was ridiculous. And I actually stopped watching the Grammys after that because I was so annoyed about it. Um, but yeah, I, I felt like they were kind of doing a bit of an overcorrection thing this year. Um, like Black Parade was like it's a good song, but it, it's not by any means like 
for best and she's been snubbed a lot so I think the Grammys was like um let's just uh, make up for it and give her a few and make her the most awarded female artist of all time and let's make a big deal about it because we messed it up a few years ago some real tea Emma I feel like uh there's always controversy around award shows and who won who should have won who really deserved it and it's I feel like it's always a little bit of a mess after you know especially like I guess you know I mean obviously like the artists have to keep up their appearances and like you know play nice in a sense but I'm sure I mean I've seen a lot of like uh comments when I was like researching this and looking up clips um to rewatch parts of the Grammys and stuff a lot of people were like oh BTS deserved this or Harry Styles deserved this or whatever and you know it's it brings a lot of controversy because of like what you said maybe they're making up for it for all the times that they didn't give her an award yeah I it's hard because there are times when like people really deserve it and you know people will still get upset about it or whatever but then I think there are times where it's just like and I think the Grammys used to be that way where it was just blatant whitewashing and there was no and this was the first year where I was like okay they're trying they're trying they're switching it up and I appreciate god (laughs) um I was pleasantly surprised by the Grammys last night it wasn't perfect but it was a lot better than it's been in the last like I don't know how many years they've been going, but do you think you'll do you think you'll start watching it again, Emma, from now on? Uh, maybe. maybe. I'm curious to see. I mean, this year it was there was no way around it. Like, you know, racial justice has been a huge part of 2020, and if there was no addressing that or no fixing it, that I mean, that just would be unacceptable. So I'm curious what it's going to be like next year, looking at the nominations, stuff like that. I, and honestly, on a basic level, I don't love the Grammys because they they are essentially a money-making thing. So they're not looking at the best music of right. the year. I mean, it was a lot more diverse and uh, the best it's been in a while, but it's there's so much more good music out there that they just don't listen to because it's not what's popular. So, yeah. I have yeah. To that and too. I do want to speak on that part because when I was reading through the nominations, like before the show, just to, you know, kind of get prepared, see what I'm in for. Cause I don't watch award shows too often. I didn't like, I couldn't even recognize any of the nominees. <laughs> and now I don't listen to pop music on a regular basis. I don't listen to anything mainstream. But even the rock and mostly the rock area as well. I'm like, I've never heard of any of these people. And I am Mr. Rock and Roll. Oh, Kyle. I've never heard of, let's see. I've never heard of Fiona Apples, Brittany Howard, Big Thief. Well, Phoebe Bridgers sounds familiar, but I've never heard of her. You've never heard of them? I've at least heard of them. I've heard of them. I'm surprised you don't know these names, actually. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people know Fiona Apple. I feel like that's like a... She's been around a while. Fiona has been around, a while. been around since 2017. Now, I know, like, that's just... She was up for Best New Artist. Yeah, so she's fairly new. Bridgers fan, so I am also biased on that one. 
but I, I mean, I definitely have to check them out, but I, I had some comfort when I got to metal section because I know about code orange. I knew in this moment and I knew Poppy. I listened to all, I listened oh, yeah. to them. So I'm like, okay. I, Is Poppy I'm, doing rock music? Poppy actually, cause Poppy, if I'm wrong, was that YouTuber that did yes. the no, she was. odd videos. Yeah. I listened to her stuff because I'm like, why not give it a shot? Because her album covers got very metal. Yeah. Like there's there's one where she's just like covered in black paint, I guess it is. It's a black oh. and white photo, so you really can't tell. But it's like she's covered in black paint. Um and she's got like spike. Yeah, she's got like a chin of spikes and she's covered in like that black metal paint, like you would see like a black metal band wear. And it got her music got a lot heavier because I've been listening to like early work and now it started off um well poppy and then it got more rock and got much heavier and I was fairly impressed because I didn't expect that coming from her I thought she was a true you know it was funny because when she was doing the whole like weird YouTube thing and for those of you don't know poppy had her own YouTube channel a few years back like I remember being in high school when it came out and it was like a I don't even fully remember, but it was like these very like creepy, weird kind of videos that were that like went viral and people were theorizing that she did that just so she could get into music and get her name out there and just just so people knew her. Yeah. And it worked because she was just yeah. nominated for uh best metal album, I believe. Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Or best metal best metal performance, not album. Me- yeah, best metal performance. So, so I mean song hey, it worked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I watched know the... this girl, but it sounds like she did what she had to do. <laughs> Wait, really? You've never heard of her? Yeah, it's not either. Uh, if you want uh, an interesting YouTube experience, you can just you can look her up. I'm sure her yeah. old videos are still up, and they're probably oh, no, still they as ever. Yeah, yeah. I watched. Um, do any of you know the channel Film Theory? Yeah. No. I, oh I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I watched. <laughs> uh, I watched him do an episode on the whole Poppy channel. And it was oh. fairly interesting because it was like that. Basically, she's breaking down the modern pop music industry into its bare bones form. And that's what and he went through like a couple of videos saying this means this, this means this, this means this. So it was pretty interesting to uh, hear from. But like now I'm a fan of her music. Yeah. See, look how that turned out. Isn't that funny? <laughs> I was going to uh, add on. Um, oh yeah no Patrina, i was just gonna ask what you thought of the grammys yeah i was gonna add on about um like seeing some nominations that like i was not familiar with when it came to best uh i think it was song of the year what i can't breathe by her i like i was like i don't know if i know this song so i was listening to it i was like i actually don't know this song i was quite surprised i I think i had i think i had heard it before it sounded familiar because like when you think of best song of the year, you do think of like a popular song, but like, sure. I don't it's know. Usually, was... It's usually a pop song too. Cause that's, that's just like what gets the most popular. Yeah. That's the mainstream right now. Yeah. I was quite surprised, but it was, it was a good song when I listened to it, but I was just surprised to see like, Oh, I don't know this song. Yeah. I think, I, I think I've heard it before. I can't like hear the tune in my head now. Like, you know, you can with like songs, you know, well, if that makes sense, like, but I think I'd heard it before. Yeah. I think they're, are they, aren't they a fairly new artist, her? 
Yeah, she's somewhat. She did. She was nominated for best album in 2018 or 2019 for oh, okay. um, her self-titled album. It's actually right here. <laughs> oh, you have it on reference. Oh, if you guys are watching on Facebook Live or if you're watching this on YouTube later, we always upload our um, our morning buzz episodes to YouTube. Nadi uh, WMSC Radio 903 and Emma has this very cool background of all these albums. Yes, I have a wall of albums behind me. It goes up more, but you can't see it. But it's yeah, very cool. You also have Christmas so cool. lights too. Yes, yes. Never took them down. I don't think I'm going to actually. <laughs> that's no, that's adorable. You got the spirit all year round. Yeah, exactly. Um, but to to relate the this this award show last night to COVID, I mean, when I was watching it, I mean, they have it outside. And it was like two people to a table. What did you guys think of all of that? I mean, everyone was wearing masks, but they would also take off their masks when they went up to the stage, which made me, even though like I was home safely, it made me a little uncomfortable because that the guy who was announcing all like, the awards and stuff or all those people announcing the awards, they would then get exposed, you know? And like, same thing with the, the celebrities accepting the awards. It's just, they would take it off so that they could look nice for their acceptance speech, but I really, to me, that felt very unnecessary. Like, I don't know. I thought it was well done, personally. I think it was a lot, it was a much better flow than the, I don't know if you guys watched the Golden Globes, but that was like, everybody was virtual and like, it, I, it wasn't bad, but this was very refreshing, just kind of like, yeah, everybody was there and it was spread out and I liked the intimate little performances that were happening and like yeah. some of the other artists would be there. Um, but yeah, I, I do understand your point about taking off the mask. I don't know if that was necessary. Yeah. Um, and a lot of them also just did know is a lot of them would take them off as they stood up from their table. Yeah. They that's didn't what even, I was going to say. They didn't even wait till they got to the stage. And I was just like, what mm-hmm. are you doing there's like it was, a bunch of people around you like it was almost like oh i won an award i'm immune now and yeah they, like no COVID for up, me took it all. i'm an award-winning artist no no COVID for me at least at least walk to the stage <laughs> first then yeah. take it off yeah not, that would have made how many of them there were vaccinated i'm very curious about that i don't know if there's any way to figure it out but i have no idea that out. would definitely be interesting to know I don't know. I mean, I guess celebrities might have that privilege, I guess, but I, I don't think that's how this vaccine is even working. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think it really even You have to have something are. else. I, I don't think yeah. it I don't think they, they're eligible on that eligibility list, but uh, you know how the phrase goes, money talks. So yeah, yeah I, I think, think a lot of them might have paid their way forward. It's 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 very possible it would be hard to get away with i I think maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm looking at this too optimistically the other thing too that i'm sure every single person there was probably tested like i don't know 10 times before the grammy i'm sure so that also could have been why people were taking off their masks Um, but it's also like the thing is like you get your test right and then it takes a day or two for you to get your results and it's like you could have in theory gotten the gotten covid um in that time frame and you wouldn't know because two days ago you have a no negative covid test that's kind of like the danger of it is like you think you may be safe but it's i mean are you ever really safe like i don't know that's the thing yeah 
I mean, if you test like every day to the, you know, yeah, up to the yeah. award show, they probably could get away with it. They, I, yeah, I think that's that's probably why they all had negative COVID tests. It's just still like a little unnerving to see people taking their masks mm-hmm. off when there's people around them. It's just like I feel like example. they could have waited until the stage, but I know they want to have like their big artist moment where they like walk gracefully mm-hmm. and there's like no mask on them they look beautiful like i feel like it's that kind of thing uh, not well, to I mean, make fun of, of the them. mask i mean a lot of the mask match their outfit so yes although Shout i out can to understand taylor them. swift real <laughs> quick she had her adorable flower dress and yeah, then a was... matching flower mask oh my god so cute and also um dua lipa had this um bedazzled dress like complete like shiny like um what's it called just like total playing i loved that performance i thought that right? was amazing. she did great she did really great i know her okay so her performance was live and some were not i'm yeah, pretty I was posi- just gonna ask that yeah i'm pretty positive like some were were pre-recorded like i'm positive that taylor swift's was pre-recorded that's what i, I read so. somewhere but Dua Lipa's was live. Silk Sonic was definitely pre-recorded. They had mm-hmm. special effects out the wazoo. Yeah, so yeah. They definitely yeah, had that. done it before. That was a good performance, though. Oh, my God. It was funny, but, like, also so good. Actually, honestly, every performance was really well done. I used to get very bored watching, like, live performances at the Grammys. Like, I don't know. They just, they all were the same. But people got really creative this year, and I loved it. Yeah. I think they had to. Yeah. It was really awesome to mm-hmm. see. I also, I was just going back to Dua Lipa's performance. It was just, again, maybe I'm biased because I love the color pink. Her entire set was pink. All yeah. of the costumes were pink. It was absolutely adorable. It was, yeah. <laughs> I really liked the, uh, I guess, set design, you would call it, for yeah. uh, Taylor Swift's video. The whole oh, like, don't even cottage thing. was insane. I couldn't tell if it was blue or gold, and I was so happy. (laughs) Oh, no, no, not this debate again. I think it was both, though. Yeah, it just, it was like some ways it was blue, some ways it was gold. It was beautiful. It was, for those of you who didn't get to see it, it was, um, it it was basically her first song starts without her on this, on this grass-covered roof, or I should say ivy-covered roof, because I'm pretty sure it was a reference to one of her other songs called Ivy where she talks about a house being covered in ivy and it's it's a metaphor but anyway <laughs> so she's on this house and then the next song she like somehow goes inside the house like to the lower level right and then she's like with her two songwriters that helped her write everything um i love them too <laughs> i know right uh jack anatov has my heart um that's that's a story for another time i love him though um yeah and then for the third song they came kind of out of the house more forward it was really beautiful though it was very creative yeah and engaging very nice to look at but um i don't know i i thought it was as somebody who doesn't watch award shows too much i was pretty interested Mm -hmm. it's not my type of music but overall i thought the grammys were fun to watch yeah overall well done overall yeah i was pleasantly surprised overall which is good. That's kind of that's a lot for me for the Grammys, honestly. Yeah, definitely. I I thought overall, overall thought it was good as well. <laughs> Katrina, but, final thoughts? 
Yeah, I honestly, as somebody, I, I watch award shows, but I do get bored kind of easily um, when the when they, you know, keep doing the same thing. But honestly, I do. I, I really did enjoy it. I did. Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, we're a little bit out of time here on the Morning Buzz today. You've been listening to 90.3 WMSC Upper Montclair. And make sure you check out the Tuesday Buzz tomorrow with Amanda and Caitlin. And we will see you next week. Have a good week, everyone.